Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, March 6, 2023. Today on the Ether, Flex Dow, Terraport, Lunk's first decks. This is an Oxiers and Link Dow paid advertisement shill, a shillvertisement. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Just uh, full disclosure here. This five-minute paid promotion space has been paid in full by Terra C Visa. We've received $1,000 to do it. Yeah, I actually received $1,200. I'm going to be addressing that in the next meeting. Great. So why don't we, uh, why don't we get into it? Yeah. So what is, what is Terraport? It's a lot of things, Dow. I think a lot of people don't understand how bullish Terraport is. Not only is it a DEX, which is where you can swap coins and things, but also it's a launch pad. And for those of you who don't know, a launch pad is where you can launch tokens from a metaphorical pad onto a blockchain. So bear that in mind. I also think, now, I don't know, maybe I should reveal this, maybe I shouldn't, Dow. What do you think? There's some alpha here. Can I just step in as well? Yes. Thank you for letting me step in. I think an analogy here for those who are crypto naive is Elon Musk launching a rocket. He wouldn't think about launching a rocket on one of those C platforms, and he wouldn't think about launching a rocket on the grass. There are a number of problems, including stability. That's why in crypto, for the exact same reason we have a launch pad, it's not possible to launch a token without a launch pad. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Exactly I'm done right. Stepping in. Okay. Um so the alpha really is what is missing from most blockchains and what's missing from Luna Classic is an exchange and not just any kind of exchange, an automatic market making exchange. Now, this is a new concept to a lot of you. It's a little bit like if you went and you took your local McDonald's, you know, works pretty well. You know, you have guys behind the counter, they're, they're serving up burgers, serving up fries. But imagine instead you had robots offering you burgers and fries instead. And they're doing it all day, all the time. It never shuts. They never get tired. You can come and they never get tired. In the same way on Terraport, they never get tired of swapping. It just swaps forever. You can just go and swap because it's robots that run it. Also, because you have robots, then the manager doesn't need to pay the employees and the employees don't get mad at the manager. Yep. No need for employees. You don't have to pay anyone. The robots work for free forever. And what does that mean? It means lower fees 
mm-hmm. it means that the fees that so, are derived can all go to burn lunk and a percentage which we will not disclose can also go to the team so imagine now that you had a mcdonald's and in order to buy a burger there has to be burgers there in the first place so what they're doing is they're going to cram the mcdonald's full of a fuck ton of burgers yeah a fuck ton so you can go in and you can buy them and so it's a little bit like it's a little bit like you don't have to pay anyone to make the burgers. They just have a fuck ton of burgers That's there. It. So you can just go and buy them. Best thing is, there have been a lot of investors, but the investors haven't been outside investors. They're people who've actually chosen to go to the restaurant and eat there. And they've all put money in to make it this beautiful restaurant. So when everyone goes in, when it openings, there'll be beautiful polished surfaces. There'll be burgers. There'll be music playing. There'll be everything anyone needs to feel home. Yeah, it's going to be really special. I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. We're all going to sit down, have a nice meal together, and reminisce about good times. And that's just the start. That's just the beginning. They're building out a whole DeFi platform. I think one of the interesting things about this project that really differentiates it from everything else in crypto that I've experienced so far anyway, and obviously in 2022, we saw so much loss We saw these high-profile scams. We saw the FTX disaster. We learned valuable lessons about what not to trust, which systems not to implement. The thing about this that makes it unique is the team isn't doing it for money. They're doing it purely for the community. It's all about building together. It's about building financial sovereignty, building the new world of crypto together, building a launch pad and a true DeFi platform together without taking anything from anyone but instead only contributing, doing things for the love of ideas rather than money. That's what I really love about this. It's entirely from the community. I've spoken to the team at length many times, and they've all confessed to me, Bruce, we're not doing it for the money. We don't expect to make any money. In fact, this is at a massive loss to us. We're doing it purely because we love the community so much. Mm -hmm. Don't you dare any of you think for a second or insinuate or suggest that they're trying to make money here. This is not about money at all. Um, actually, Dow, did you start a timer? Have you got an egg timer? When did we start? I'm hoping that we can reclaim some expenses if we go over a little bit. Yeah, I hope so. They only paid for five minutes and that's all I'm going to give. I think the reason to this amazing the project. reason we are going to give a few more minutes to them is because this is truly a community project. It was built in cooperation with the community. They've chosen deliberately to have community investors. Everyone is an angel investor in this project. They had the full option to go to Hashed or Jump or one of these big firms, um, maybe the Alameda or one of these large corporate investor types, these institutional investors, but they chose not to deliberately. They turned down bigger offers where they could have made far more money for the specific reason that they wanted to build in the trenches, in the grassroots with the community to do something truly wholesome that emerges spontaneously out of that shared collective of minds who do things purely for love, beauty, and truth. Yeah, I spoke to um, the CEO um, and one of the partners of Pantera Capital. He's called Pantera. He used to host the Terabytes show. And I said to him, you know, would you invest in Terraport? He said, fuck yeah. Like, what a project. What a team. You know, unbelievable founder credentials. Just track watch record. them in action. Watch Rexy in action. Yeah, track record. 
you know, understands quality, understands business, understands how businesses should. And here's, here's an important thing so, as well. These are not just crypto nerds. They have come from high paying jobs in the real world. They know how the real world works. And why is that important? It's because, important because on this launch pad, we're going to launch real world projects with utility that tie to the real world. And they'll be able to leverage all of these old connections. And the important thing here as well is they haven't come here out of necessity. They've quit their high paying jobs. They've quit much more money in the real world for the specific reason of coming here to the little people and helping build the community in this small hive of true pioneers, building out in the vanguard of true financial sovereignty. Oh, I see uh, th one of the senior partners of Pantera Capital has joined the chat, in fact. So that just adds weight, adds credit, you know, yep. sort of uh, authenticity. Could we be? Um, and if you guys don't know, Pantera Capital is one of the OG investors. Like 2013, they founded one of the first VCs to step into crypto. So they know what the fuck they're talking about. And Pantera is a senior partner at Pantera Capital. Look at it's his name. Named you after can tell him. if you didn't it's know. It's literally named after yep. him. And I think that is a testament to his status in the industry. And I think it would also be accurate to say he has come here to snoop for late stage seed rounds. Yep, that's for sure. Um, I don't know, Dow, do you want to run an AMA? Do you want to get some Q&A session going here? Yep. If anyone would like to come up and ask anything about Terraport, we're more than uh, happy to answer your questions, give you a full synopsis or a summary or even an explication. Yeah, explications are the best. Um, but in the meantime, while we wait for questions, and uh, perhaps now you can check the comments, uh, let's get the senior partner of Pantera Capital up here, uh, Pantera himself, the man, the man it's named after. Um, so Pantera, I know that you had a few calls with the Terraport team uh, back when they first thought about raising and, and running a, a round, just a Series A. Um, I'd be really curious, what kind of valuation did they offer you um, and, and what were your thoughts about the team? Like, did you, uh, did you resonate with the team? Did you think that they were a quality, a quality, uh, bunch of guys? Did you think that they're the kind of guys you'd go for a barbecue with kind of guys you'd go to a barbecue with and, and perhaps sing Kumbaya around the campfire with? Yeah. So I checked out the PowerPoint team and, uh, we were at negotiations with them. Uh, they had offered uh, us to set the terms, uh, but they gave us a bit of a guidance on those terms, and they had already closed a couple other uh, rounds in the beginning. One was a pre-seed, and that one was at a $100 million post-money valuation. Um, so we would have come in at... Um, a bit of a higher valuation than that. And so, um, you know, things didn't go quite as we planned. It was something really on my radar. And, uh, you know, I came across the uh, Terraport name here on Spaces, and I had to uh, check in to see how well the project was doing and see if they had lived up to that valuation. Wow, that's something. So um, how do you feel knowing that they've offered the public uh, a deal five to three to five times uh, better than the deal, the deal they offered you? 
Well, you know, these are the kind of things that happen when you're one of the top VCs in the crypto and Web3 space. You know, Web3 is a term that was just invented like 12 months ago. Uh, we were in the space long before the term Web3. And so, you know, a lot of times people look at you as an OG investor and they start to throw out these huge valuations. They start to throw out huge post-money valuations. They offer you a safe. They offer you a token warrant with no convertibility in sight. And things can just get really messy if your reputation precedes you. So I don't blame the Terraport team directly um, or exclusively. I just think they are victims of the market mentality of what we now call Web3, if that makes sense. Well, so everybody, just so to clarify, um, you heard Pantera, senior partner of Pantera Capital, use a lot of fancy words there, like token warrant. Um, so he knows what the fuck he's talking about. So for Terraport, the team, to to offer the public a, a deal three to five times better than the deal they offered uh, Pantera Capital, that goes to show how community-centric this team is, how much they love you, how much they want to give you the best possible value and the lowest entry possible, the basement floor level, the absolute ground floor level uh, in this fantastic first ever decks. Yeah, but, but I, I think one image that comes to mind is the Titanic. <clears throat> the, the woman on the Titanic had all these rich bachelors open to her, but she instead chose to go, go down to the bottom of the ship to third class and date Jack. You know, one of the, the most impoverished people, the one of the poor people sitting and resting in the boiler room. Now, I think that's a beautiful thing to do. You know, it is beautiful when somebody chooses community or poverty when wealth is equally open to them. Diogenes, the, the Greek philosopher, also had this um, belief. And, and also Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the beautiful people in life are the ones who choose poverty when wealth is equally open to them. But if you choose poverty by no choice, or if you choose wealth by conscious choice, that is not noble. It's only when you choose poverty out of conscious choice, when wealth is equally open to you, that things are truly noble. And that is what Terraport have done. And, you know, I'd like to just follow up on what you said there, Luke Dow. Um, we've been investing in the crypto space now for, I mean, 10 years, uh, I was the 15th person to read the Bitcoin white paper, um, or at least the 15th person to open the email sent by uh, a fellow who maybe you haven't heard of, but his name is Satoshi Nakamoto. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we like to do is invest in people we think have a lot of the same characteristics and a lot of the same ethos as uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And one of the things that Satoshi does, you know, he's got a wallet out there with like a million Bitcoin in it. If you do the math, that's a lot of money. But he keeps his Bitcoin safe 
and he doesn't move it, and it's almost like this thing where it's like, uh, is this guy really just not gonna touch all that money? He's just gonna settle for poverty mm. for the community and the well-being of Bitcoin because he's got a shit ton of money in that wallet. And anyway, you know, I just try and find little gems out there. Uh, similar to what Satoshi Nakamoto did, and that's mm. why we uh, you know, are very interested in Terraport, especially if they decide to raise a Series A next. Well, let me tell. I'm. I'm. Let me disclose here. I'm part of the Terra C Vita core team, as is Xerox is. Haven't disclosed that yet, but we are part of the core team, Terra C Vita core. The way we think about it is, if Satoshi Nakamoto was building Bitcoin now, what would he do? Now. Bitcoin is obviously beautiful. It's regarded as the prototype. It's it's the same as Henry Ford making the Ford Model T in 1908. It was the beautiful first concept of a high production car that could be distributed to the entire population, revolutionizing the entire transportation system. It was beautiful, but it is not the cars we currently drive. Just as Bitcoin was the prototype, it was the first instance, but it is not the cryptos that we're currently going to use for day-to-day -day transactions and other things. Now, the thing we did right at the beginning was we sat down, we did a group retreat, we went to Athens and booked an Airbnb in the center of Athens next to the Acropolis, and we all sat there and had a think. The question posed to the whole group was, if Satoshi Nakamoto was building Bitcoin now, what would it look like? And what we came up with was that Bitcoin does not have a DEX. It does not have a DeFi platform, and it does not have a launch pad. And if he was around now, and, and hopefully he is, hopefully he's not dead, and I'm hoping as well that if he sees what we're doing here, he's going to approve of it. But if he was alive now and still developing, and he built something now, we believe that Bitcoin wouldn't just be decentralized money. It would also be a launch pad, a DeFi platform, and a DEX. So that's what we've chosen to build. We've chosen to honor. Satoshi, we've chosen to build this as an ode to Satoshi in the acknowledgement or the appreciation of, hey, he did the best he could at his time, but we're going to take things further. We're going to do what he would have liked to do had he been around building now. Yeah, really well said, Dal. Really well said. It really is a pleasure to work as part of the Terra C Vita team, uh, get to talk to the guys, uh, you know, get to hang out on our H HQ in northeastern England, um, and and really get to explore some fantastic ideas. And um, I, I think exactly what you said there is, is true. That if Satoshi was building now, you know, think about the market now. Think about what it takes to be competitive. What it takes, you know, just launching a proof of work coin, you know, that's not going to cut it. Like that's not that wouldn't be what he does if he was alive today, or they, or it, or he, she, or them, or Z. Um, they would, they would probably launch a full launch pad. They'd launch a launch pad because then they'd want to launch more projects from the launch pad. Think about it. And Think it's about not—it's it. not his fault, by the way. He came up with the base system. He came up with the the fundamentals that everyone else has used afterwards, and all of those different consensus mechanisms spawned from his ideas. But obviously, 
as millions and millions of people use these technologies, they start to build on top of them. New ideas start to come up. And now what we have is the realization, that the finalization, the actualization of taking things one step further to build not only a chain, but also a DEX, a launch pad, and a DeFi platform in one thing. Now, this might be a little bit ministerial and a bit of a Christian for you guys, but there are just clear synchronicities here, clear analogies. I often think of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit when I think of the DeFi platform, the Launchpad and the DEX. There is some kind of fundamental relationship, that triad between them, that is somehow in absolute synthesis, in absolute cooperation, all helping each other. It's like none of them make sense in isolation alone, but all of them make complete sense when arranged in that triad. So for me, this is more than just a project that might make money. It's also some kind of spiritual actualization or the evolution of a technology that is finally reaching its summit. And that looks like many things, like the triangle. It's like these laws of nature, the, the Fibonacci spiral, the, the number 1.618, everything like this, the golden ratio, these things are dispersed through all of nature. And again and again, we find these triangles everywhere. And again and again, it's like God is whispering in our hearts. You know, why is it that these triads appear everywhere? The Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the launch pad, the DEX, the DeFi platform. Why? Like it's, it's somehow magical. And when these triads arrange themselves, it's almost like a wink from God, like you've stumbled across the ultimate technology. You've somehow moved closer to what reality truly is. You've moved closer to the source of love. And it's no surprise from that perspective as well that the Terra C Vita team have chosen to build with the community because the core, the intent there is love. And the result is that triad, that beautiful triad that mimics exactly what is the mystical core of all religions. Yeah, well said, Dow. I think um, not many of you know this, but Rexy is a very spiritual man, but he's also a deep thinker. Um, and it was one morning when he was walking up, uh, there's a hill um, in a park near where he lives uh, over in, well, I, I won't dox him, but he walks up that hill every single morning. He sits down and he looks out across the fields. And, and in that particular moment, he was reflecting on the simplicity and the beauty of physics and the laws of nature and how God hides his mysteries in these tiny equations, these simple, elegant equations, which explain the entire universe. E equals MC squared, like how fantastic it is that such a simple equation explains so much. And like, obviously we have, there's a creator who's put that in motion. Like the laws of the universe are just so perfect and, and fine tuned. And those simple equations can explain so much. And in that moment, he saw a three leaf clover. And he looked down, he, he looked down at his feet and he picked it up. He plucked it from the ground. And in that moment of inspiration, considering Einstein's work, considering the Trinity, considering that three-leaf clover, that's when the spark struck him. And he realized the triumvirate, the three pillars of a DeFi platform, a DEX, and a launch pad, all in one. That was the ultimate product and the most VC-backable idea in Web3. You know, early on when I met, Rexy, when I started talking to him, he told me a lot of things that I considered to be a little bit obscure, a little bit arcane, a little bit off the wall. One thing he said was that he believed that reality, as in reality away from the computer, the whole of the totality of what is, he believes that reality is a blockchain. And he believes that things within 3D space and space time 
would not maintain their positionality unless there was some kind of informational substrate that remembered everything as it was and checked consensus across the whole thing. I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was interesting that somebody was so plugged into this realization of the trajectory of technology and its teleology in moving towards this fundamental substrate. I think what he said to me was specifically that he believes the evolution of cryptocurrency is inevitable and teleologically um, almost accelerating and inevitable because it seems to be heading towards the informational nature of reality itself. Now, a man like that, with that vision, with that long-term vision, is not concerned with money. He's concerned with actualizing the vision of the technological synchronicity, the singularity of technology meeting reality in the end. And many could say that that is God. And many could say that Terraport is a catalyst or a means to accelerate that ascent. Just to go back to the early days of crypto before this uh, nebulous term Web3 was ever invented, uh, upon opening the Bitcoin white paper, um, I thought about this dilemma and the uh, the trilemma, in fact, and there's uh, this Byzantine uh, issue, so so you have it, where the Byzantine uh, regiments uh, called Tagmata. Uh, there's actually three of them. There's the Sholai, the Excubitai. And of course, the Arithmos, and um, all three of them needed to attack at the same time. And um, really, the only way to solve it is with this problem called Byzantine fault tolerance. And you know, you look at the three armies or the three Tagmata and uh, compare them to the three products uh, being offered by uh, Terraport, if you could mention them again, I think it's yep. the well, let, let me, pad, let the, me go into that. The, sure. Just, so it's, it's no surprise that reality's problems also exist in triads and trilemmas. These things appear impossible to reconcile, and the only things that really solve them are the overlaid triads of solutions. So the DEX arises to solve the problem of security. The Launchpad arises to solve the problem of scalability. And the DeFi platform arises to solve the problem of decentralization. And these two triangles overlay above each other. And you could argue the Egyptians knew this, of course, which is why they lined up the pyramids perfectly with True North. And I think, you know, that's exactly the direction I was going to take the... My reference there was, of course, the Egyptians and uh, the the other wonders of the world. You know, you've got the pyramids, you've got Tenochtitlan in Mexico, um, you've got the female wrestler China. Some called her the eighth wonder of the world because she was just such a large and muscular figure um, for being a female. In the 90s, of course, you know, before today's sort of gender um, 
fluid individuals were able to to become wrestlers. I, I think, you know, beyond that, though, Pantera Capital is going to continue looking into the sort of omnipotent um, ideas and revolutions and evolutions and genesises and revelations as we continue to deploy capital. And it's a shame because typically what we like to do is by tokens at the bottom of the floor, like, you know, 10% of what, you know, a retail idiot could get the price at. And then we dump them, right? There's a cliff that's like three weeks and that a vesting schedule that we don't even pay attention to. And uh, it's a shame with Astroport because we just frankly don't have the exit velocity and the exit uh, volume or liquidity um, to do that. So, um, yeah, bravo to Terraport and the team there and you, uh, Luke, down and you zero ears ears and, and everyone listening i mean it's an unbelievable opportunity thank you and and i think it's a, a a great sign of maturity that even though you didn't get an early allocation here because they chose to prioritize the community you can still respect the vision and you can still see how important that is for community uh, for crypto as a whole and i think in many ways as well your portfolio companies might be using the launchpad <clears throat> Launchpad. Does anyone have any questions? Maybe you Launchpad. want to come up. Uh, John Gold is here. Ryan Lyon is here. Chrissy is here. Natasha is here. If you have any questions to ask the Terra C Vita core team about the Launchpad, the DeFi platform, and the DEX, Terraport upcoming, then please come up and ask. I just want to say one more time Launchpad. I think this might be a situation where everyone is so bullish, they understand the point so deeply that there are no questions left. In many ways, questions arise when you're not sure. You know, it's like a first date. On a first date, on a first Tinder date after discussion on the app, when you meet up for the first time, there are a lot of questions back and forth. You know, who are you? What, what have you done with your life? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do late at night? What are your favorite movies and books? What's your favorite color? Where do you like to go for walks? Um, who are your family like? Do you have any brothers or sisters? How long has your hair been for that long? And what's your favorite hairdresser? And what kind of planes do you like? What kind of cars do you like? There are lots of questions back and forth in this getting to know process because you're feeling each other out. You don't really know who's who. But when you understand somebody, when you understand a vision, when you're married to somebody, that's the point at which silence can be okay. When couples can truly dwell in silence together, that's when you know they're a match. When nothing needs to be communicated with words, there's just this implicit, innate understanding, this resonance, this combination of both souls into this unified field. That's where true love is. And I think that is what's happened here today. There are no questions in this AMA because everyone understands. Everyone understands the importance because they've recognized the beauty and the elegance in this idea. Xerox is, how much do they owe us now? Mm, a rate of $1,000 per five minutes. And we've been on for how long? About half an hour, I think. Oh. We'll round it well, down. 
Yeah. Six thousand. Six grand. I'll call do. it fifty five hundred. Yeah. It wasn't unfun. No, it was kind of fun. We were getting into it there. Um I think if anybody wants to have any follow-up questions, you know, you can find any either of us uh, after the space in our DMs. No, I, I I can't be bothered with that. Maybe just message Classy. Um, yeah, Classy, our secretary slash uh, helper, will be able to direct your question or um, answer it himself if he can comprehend it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything left. I mean, Pantera, have you got any final remarks? I think um, a summary is that Terraport is what Satoshi Nakamoto would have done had he been building in 2023. That is all you need to know. Think about how much Satoshi revolutionized the whole world and how everything spawned from his basic idea of the first proof-of-work blockchain. And then think, okay, if that genius, that same mind was here so, so many years later, and was building again, except he had at his disposal all of the tools and the knowledge that were evidently um, emergent in cryptocurrency, the DEX, the Launchpad, and the DeFi platform. What would he be doing? What would he be building? How would he use um, the communities? And this is another thing as well. Let's remember that Satoshi Nakamoto didn't understand the power of the community. He had not used it. He wasn't aware of it because there were no communities around cryptocurrency. There were no blockchains. He had to do it alone. And he had to evangelize gradually, person to person to person, one by one. And slowly, over the course of a decade, eventually we had what we call now the Bitcoin community. But he didn't have that at the start. Here, we are doing things inverted. We are starting with the community and then using the community as a vehicle, as a catalyst to build a DeFi platform, a DEX, and a launchpad. That is very different. That is taking things one step farther. That is starting with the heart rather than the brain. And when you start with the heart, nothing can go wrong because God blesses projects that start with the heart, that start with community priority, and that look to solve true problems like the blockchain trilemma. Mm -hmm. That's right. There's actually some, you could even argue that the Terraport team are doing things that Satoshi only dreamed of, you know, by taking these fully expressive smart contracts and ensuring complete execution environment and building something that Satoshi would have probably wept uh, to have thought about an automatic market making exchange. Bitcoin doesn't have a DEX. Yep. It wishes it had a DEX. Every single Bitcoiner wishes they could have a DEX on top. There's a limit. There's a limit to how much you can promote Bitcoin. The only thing Bitcoin has going for it is that it is listed on every single pair of every centralized exchange. That's it. But what happens when all of those exchanges go down? And what happens when Ethereum reaches dominance? And what happens in the end when the Terra token slides up the rankings and hits dominance too. And then people are forced into a comparison. Hey, hang on a minute. There's Ethereum, but there's also Terra. Does Ethereum have a DEX? Does Ethereum have a launchpad? Does Ethereum have a DeFi platform? Well, people are trying to build on top of Ethereum, but Ethereum itself does not have a DEX. 
Terraport does. So which are they going to choose? My thesis overall is that people should invest in fundamental value. In the end, the best product will win. And I think right now, it's clear that Terraport is poised for victory. Well said. Launchpad. Launchpad. Uh, when I think about Bitcoin, and, I, and I, when I think of the whole product space, the entirety of cryptocurrency, the whole market, $1 trillion market cap or whatever it is now, and I think, you know, what really is there that is better than Terraport? There's not really anything. You know, one of the, the funny things is that even if you were to strip away the decks and the launchpad and the DeFi platform, you would still find something better than all other projects. What is that? It's the strength and the power of the community. No other project has this. They wish they had this. They pray for this. They go to bed at night and they kneel beside their beds and they think, how the hell do we get such a powerful and such a thriving community? And they don't know how. They try marketing campaigns, they try email lists, they try street uh, propaganda and guerrilla messaging and whatever they can to achieve it, but they never can. Why? Because the founders don't have the same amount of love in their hearts. They don't truly care about the community. Everything is a grift to them. Everything is opportunism. They don't truly care about the people and they don't truly care about the long-term vision. And when that's the case, people feel that. And intuitively, they, they feel this sense of incongruence and they want to get away. That's why you cannot build a community on the basis of simply ideas or simply profiteering. You need to build it on the basis of love. And that is why the Terra Vita team has assembled. And that is why they have this long-term vision. And that is why they have included the community within their plans right from the start, allowing every single person, the every man, the common man, the peasant, to become an angel investor in this project and to all share in the success together. You know, usually you have VCs and people like Pantera Capital investing very early on. And then when it hits public pre-sale, it's already done a 10x. And then, of course, the VCs are incentivized to dump, which they often do. But here, the community are the VCs. It's the same thing. They are the ones who benefit. They share in the success. That's why Terraport will succeed. It's because they love the community. They're not doing this for money. Rexy has told me many, many times, this is not for money. This is because we believe in the future of crypto. He's also said to me, interestingly enough, that the Terra token is money. He said to me, Terra is money. Now, isn't that interesting? It means that he has a long-term vision for the replacement of money everywhere with the Terra token. Maybe it could be used one day as the reserve currency of the world. We don't know. But obviously, as a strategician, he's thinking one step at a time. He's thinking, okay, we launched the DEX, we launched the Launchpad, we launched the DeFi platform, then we move up the rankings. Then we start to bridge to the real world and gain trust because trust takes time to develop. Don't remember this. Think about you know, how long it takes for any project, any company to gain true power in any economy. It takes a long time. You know? So many projects with real world utility are going to launch off the launch pad. And then after the population starts to trust and use the terror token, eventually it can be maneuvered. It can be introduced in certain regions, maybe in certain major cities, 
maybe in New York, maybe in London, maybe in Singapore, maybe in Busan, Korea, it can start to occupy the local economies and then spread out. This is also the strategy that Tinder used, for instance, when Tinder launched their very first app. In the base version, they had this problem to solve of geographical proximity. It's no use to release an app to a whole population across the country because obviously the first few people to use it do not have anyone to match to because people might be 50 miles away, 100 miles away. So the way Tinder launched is they launched in one city to start with. Therefore, even if there were only 10 users on the apps, they could find each other. Now it's going to be the same with Terraport. They're going to launch with utility in geographical proximity. And by taking over one city at a time strategically, they'll slowly begin to spread out like a fungi and take over entire economies. And then it will be natural for it to replace the baseline currency because it's better in every ways. Answer me this. Does the British pound, does the US dollar, does the yen have a DEX? Does it have a launch pad? Does it have a DeFi platform? No, it doesn't. So really, can these currencies stand up in the long run? Can they really stand up against a superior technology in the long run? Probably not right, because people start to realize what's better. People start to realize over time, the early adopters come, and then people slowly, slowly shift over, and then it begins to accelerate with a torrential rain. It really slides. It's a landslide. And then suddenly, mass adoption all at once. It almost surprises you how fast it is. So this is how I'm thinking. I don't know how you guys are thinking. Maybe you're here just for, to make a little bit of money, which you will. But I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking Terraport 10, 20 years down the road. I'm thinking community. I'm thinking I want to spend my precious life building things that truly help the world, humanity, my family, my friends, everyone who lost everything in 2022 that truly addressed these fundamental issues like the blockchain trilemma, that truly introduced a new paradigm of financial sovereignty through a DEX, a launch pad, and a DeFi platform, all embedded into the same decentralized currency, superior to the yen, the dollar, and the great British pound. And I'm saying that as a British man, by the way, I have no incentive to talk against the Great British Pound unless I truly believed this was a superior technology, and I do. Mm -hmm. you're, fudding, you're fudding your own bags. You're fudding your pound yes. bags. But yes. this is exactly why we all need to take, take a moment and sort of think, you know, we all know that money's getting printed and printed and printed, so it's getting less valuable because it's more supply. But the Terra token if we all come together, we use the Terraport exchange decks, uh, we burn the token, and we lock up that token. I mean, I'm very happy and prepared to lock up that token for a number of years, two years, four years, 10 years, 25-year mortgage style lockup yep. of the Terraport uh, token. I'm prepared to do that because I know in the long run, it's going to be worth more and more and more because there's less and less and less of it. And, and think about this. You know, in 2013, there were guys going, or maybe even 2012, I don't know, going in and buying pizza with Bitcoin and that sort of shit. You know, mm. they're like, oh, if only I hadn't bought that pizza with this yep. Bitcoin. That, It'll that, be the same. That pizza was now, it's now worth $500 million or It'll something. It'll be the same. Yep. Terra tokens, you'll be able to go to your local Tesco's or Sainsbury's, that's a, a shop, or maybe Walmart, and you'll be able to spend your Terra tokens in the shop. 
or maybe that's some alpha. You better spend your terror tokens in the shop once it's currency. And oh, and yeah. and and let's let's be clear as well. Classy mm. has done a lot of analysis on this, mm. and he predicts that the on-chain volume will be over ten x. Wow, ten so x. When you think about this, think about holding terror token. Think about the fees generated from the on-chain swaps. Think about the APY from staking. Here's the thing, Xerix is, you do not need to spend your base principle of Terra tokens. You can keep them happily in the bank. You can only spend a fraction of the incoming fees. That can be the way you live. That can be the way you fund your family. You can be accumulating and saving, but at the same time, spending from derived fees. And the fees come from providing a vital service, the ability to swap on-chain the first DEX on Lunk. Yeah. Um, going back to the McDonald's analogy, the people who provide the burgers for you to buy, they, they, uh, they're not being made by workers. They're not being made by people. Be, those, those burgers are being served by robots which require no money to be, uh, to, to be run. They don't have to be paid a wage. So instead, if you provide the burgers, you now own the McDonald's. Does that make sense? You get paid for all of the sales of those burgers. Every single time someone buys a burger, you get we a built, fee. We built the restaurant together. That's it. It's a community McDonald's crammed to the rafters with Lots of hamburgers. We built the restaurant together and we constructed the robots. And now the robots are what sell the burgers and we are there to share in the profits while doing and nothing. I, I, like, I like to think about another uh, startup company when I compare it to some of our crypto investments. And you think about the company Uber, right? It's this... Uh, ride share company you summon the driver on your phone and they come and pick you up and it's such a convenient application that you excitedly tell your friends about it right if you had a friend in 2023 maybe even 2022 maybe even 2021, who had never heard of Uber, you would say, what are you doing? This is a fantastic app. You need to download this app, and then you'll never need to drive anywhere again. You just summon a stranger. And I think what Terraport does is similar in a way where instead of them providing amazing value, they give you a bag of equity and then you are just incentivized to like get people to just use it, right? Regardless of if it's good or bad or, you know, a total shit show. Uh, it's not like Uber at all. It's a new model where now you get people in by providing them a bag of equity and saying, hey, whether this product is good or worth a shit at all. You can just tell everyone else about it. And as long as they buy, your value will go up. And I think that's a really special product in the marketplace. I think the other thing I'm excited about is 
the way that success within this project and the way that giving something to humanity is going to forge the bonds between us. I think one thing as the Terra Vita team, as the core team, as Terra Vita core, me, is and our secretary, Classy, are thinking about are ways to hold community events. You know, lately we've seen ETH Denver, but everyone has seen how bad that is, right? We've seen those strange musicians and strange raps by Vitalik and everything else. Everything is just pure cringe, right? It's it's not really somewhere where any beautiful woman would go or any guy who's worth his salt in a social situation would go. So what if we could hold Terraport events around the world? What if 2023, later this year, after the launch, we hold a Terraport music festival in Belgrade? And what if we invite 200,000 people, 200,000 people that are waiting for some event, some way to unify after all of this chaos and turmoil, after the pandemic and the Ukraine war and everything else, people are waiting to come together. They are waiting for an event, a celebration for humanity. And what better way to unite them than to unite over Terra's first DEX, its first launchpad, and its first DeFi platform? Something given by the Terra Vita team as a gift to the community, and then something given by the community to the world. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Wouldn't it be beautiful if we all gathered together, 200,000, 300,000, all of us together, the pioneers, the first investors of the Terraport decks, and did a music festival and invited musicians from all around the world, maybe Evanescence, maybe Eminem, maybe Billie Eilish. Who knows? I don't know if we can secure her given that this is a new project, but I believe that next year we will, even if not this year. And I believe being part of the Terraport community should also make you a VIP. It should also give you automatic entrance. If you were involved in the pre-sale, you should not have to buy festival tickets. You should be automatically be able to get in to these festivals because you are the one whose money was donated out of the dream of helping humanity. And for that, infinite joy and infinite cheer should flow back to you. The, uh, the beautiful thing about decentralized communities with the Terra token is that we'll be able to vote in governance for which artists we want to see at the music festival. So maybe you like metal. So maybe you want Metallica. Maybe you like rap. So you want Jay-Z and Kanye West. Uh, or perhaps you like folk music, in which case, I don't know really any folk bands, but you, you get the idea. There's going to be a bunch of, of votes we can have and we can, we can vote how to spend the community pool because there will be a new Terra Port community pool and it will be worth mm-hmm. millions of dollars. And we can hire any artist to sing any sing- song we want anywhere in the world. We just have to vote on it. Can I drop a little bit of alpha here? Mm. All right. Do you guys know who was involved in the Terraport pre-sale? Somebody famous. Mm, is it Jim Carrey? Nope. Do you know UK rappers? No. Don't tell me. Two people were involved in the Terraport pre-sale. That I know of, by the way. There might have been more anonymously. One was Dizzy Rascal. Two 
was the bug who produced the famous album and and singles track Skeng. Dizzy Rascal. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say. UK rap and also UK grime scene. So you ask yourself, who is going to be at these festivals? Well, in many ways, we don't need to vote because the rappers themselves and the artists involved in the UK grime and, and drill scene are already involved. They're already involved. And what better way to give back to the community and to show their love and to show their investment by their own skin in the game rather than the promise of reward or the threat to punishment? What better way to give back than to perform on the main stage of the Terraport Festival in Belgrade in maybe September this year? Mm. Sweet like a nut, sweet like Tropicana. When the hammer hits your head, split like banana. And wasn't it also insightful that Dizzy Rascal released that song, Police on Your Back, when in many ways now the regulators, the SEC, the police forces worldwide, are trying to take down exactly this technology. Technologies like Terraport, they see things like blockchains, they see things like DEXs, they see things like platforms and launchpads, and they think, that is better than our currency. And that is a place where we are going to lose control because the community controls that. Whereas in the situation of fiat currencies, the government controls it, organizations control it, regulators control it. And that is something they don't want to see happen. They hate that Dizzy Rascal is involved. Now, if you were to sit down with Dizzy Rascal and ask him what that song was truly about, you would not be surprised if he told you that he was thinking about financial sovereignty. And he was thinking, ideally, maybe not in the same terms, maybe not in the same way, because this was 15 years ago. But you wouldn't be surprised if he thought that Terraport was something that was the remedy to the problems expressed in that song. Yeah, a lot of problems expressed by artists in the early UK grime and garage scenes would have been fixed by Terraport. In many ways, Terraport fixes this. Now think about this as well, is UK drill in many ways emerged as a product of poverty in different London boroughs you know, council estates and tower blocks and things, people would gather to do grime and to do drill music as a way to escape that poverty, as a way to channel their, their talents and sell CD. You know, in the old days, maybe 10 years ago, it was selling CDs. Now it's selling stuff online um, and, and performing. And, and YouTube, you can make a lot of money through social media. But even so, a lot of drill and grime culture is still enmeshed in crime. You know, you look at the song lyrics, constantly about killing people and shanking and knifing and everything else that plagues London currently. You know, people are running around. Lundau, fuck your mother. Turkey. People are running around with these huge machetes and knives. So in many ways, drill and grime glorifies the violence of the London streets. Now, what if these artists could make their money instead by being Terraport liquidity providers? What if they had a way out of poverty? What if they can ascend even further from the violence to the drill music artistry and up even further to being a, a passive LP in an AMM on Terraport? 
how would that change the landscape of London? How would that change the violence? How would that change the artistry? That's the questions I think about. And obviously somebody came in here to be abusive. That's because the person has no vision. They're, they're in this low vibrational level of hate and bitterness and whatever else. And they can't think about things like how will Terraport truly change and impact the landscape of these urban environments and these cities where it suffers from such violence. But we do because we care about people. It's not just about a profit. In fact, the reason we're on the Terrace Vida's core team and the reason we've chosen to actively choose not to have a salary except this paid promotional space mm -hmm. is because we care about reducing violence. Yeah, exactly. We're not here releasing diss tracks. We're not here engaging with rivalries between different postcodes. Um, this is not something that we do, although we could. Obviously, we could. Um, we don't get into that sort of thing. Um, the writing of, of diss tracks and creation of YouTube videos and, uh, and filming of, of those. I mean, that would be something that would be very funny and maybe something we could explore in future, but not for now. For now, uh, Terry Civita is very much a community-focused team and we will not be creating any diss tracks about other teams, the Layer 1 Task Force team, um, other, other blockchains, Doquan, Mm -hmm. um, XRP massive. We're all about um, love. Exactly. We're about love, we're about unity, and we believe that by building the superior technology, then people will come. I think that only when a project has inferior technology do they start to consider things like putting people down and being negative and in, in many ways spreading the energy of bitterness and blame and hatred. But I think when a product truly has superior technology, think about the, the Apple iPhone when it was released. Think about the Ford Model T, as I mentioned earlier. They speak for themselves. All the advertising, and also think more recently of, of Tesla, all of the advertising is word of mouth. Tesla doesn't have an advertising budget. Why doesn't it have an advertising budget? Because their, their priority, their product priority in the development of everything they release is to make it as good and fun as possible such that people speak about it word to mouth and they do the marketing themselves. In many ways, you shouldn't release a product, you shouldn't release a business if you are forced to market yourselves because the evidence of the success of innovation is when people start to talk about it themselves unprompted simply because they are so overawed by it, so amazed by it, so excited by it that they can't help but tell others and they can't help but invite others to experience it. And I think it's going to be the same here with Terraport. People are going to love making so much money as being an LP, given the over 10 times swap rate as quantified precisely by Classy Crypto, that they will simply tell others about it. It's going to be a technology that proves itself by its own merit. It doesn't need anyone to stand on a stage. It doesn't need promotional spaces. It doesn't need anything like that. It stands on its own merit. It does its own talking, so nobody else has to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say here. The script ends here. So the pre-written script with all of the points we were supposed to raise in the space is complete. I think um, we've, we've gone through it and we've also done more. And I think the, the running total is around $8,000 mm -hmm. right now. I think it's slightly more, but I'm happy to round down because I, I truly believe in what Terra C Vita, my own team, are doing for humanity. 
I believe that it's fair to redirect $8,000 of the, the pre-sale into mine and your pocket's ears. But I don't think it's fair to, to direct more than that because I truly want to help humanity and this is for the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a community dex. This is a community project. This is something we are building together. This is right. the little people rising up together against the big man. Yeah. Well, I want you all to imagine Gulliver's travels in the city of Lilliput. I want you to imagine Gary Gensler as a giant. And we're all thousands of tiny Lilliputians. And we get our tiny little hammers and stakes and ropes. And we all come together and we manage to tie down Gary Gensler, the giant. We tie him down to the beach but then we kill him brutally. We mash him for days and days and days. We hammer and hammer and hammer until he's gone. Um, that's what I want you to imagine when you think of Terraport. And by the way, don't be impatient. Here's one way I think about it. If people had realized the beauty of Jesus Christ and Christianity at the time of his life, then they wouldn't have executed him. His message was passed down through disciples, was passed down through the people whose lives he impacted. And then gradually it was formed into scripture and then gradually it was distributed. And then over time, the ripple effect was truly profound. And now, obviously, we all know what Christianity is. We all know how many people have been liberated or saved by contact with spiritual people involved in that tradition. And we all know the effect of Jesus' teaching and the way he inspires so many billions of people around the world. And the same is true, of course, of all religions. Rarely were they noticed at the time, but the ripple effect, the wave, was pronounced. Now, I think in many ways, Terraport is ahead of its time. It may face controversy. It may face a lashback. It may face people trying to mock it in spaces. It may face so-called trolls or self titled comedians trying to make satirical jokes about it. It may face all these things. There may not be an appreciation of the beauty of this technology and all it can bring humanity initially. But one thing is for sure, over time, it will prove its own worth. And over time, as the early angel investors, who of course are the community, make a lot of money, they will start to speak. And in many ways, crypto is beautiful because when people start making money, when something starts rising up that top 200 list on CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko, it becomes undeniable. And then attitudes rewrite, because however can you mock something when the investors are making so much money? Of course you can't, because you do want to make money. You want to provide from your family. You want to provide for your friends. You want to do well as well. And something is so undeniable, then it begins to spread just like Christianity did. Exactly. And, you know, we see this all the time. We, we see this almost every week in Web3 where uh, a new project comes out, maybe a few thousand people buy into it, and they all become unimaginably rich together over the course of two to three years. They stick together through thick and thin, and they hold on to their coins. And by the end, they all have $1 billion each. And they all then say, well, we're, we're such good friends. We're all going to go and buy Uh, a bunch of real estate. So perhaps they'll have a new city in China or Turkey or Egypt uh, and constructed. And they'll all live in lots next to each other in these giant houses. So this happens all the time. 
Um, it's very common in cryptocurrency and very, very re- like rare that it, you know, it doesn't happen, to be quite honest, when you have such ridiculously high potential 100x low cap gem um, moon bag rocket, possible explosion Chernobyl mm. bags. So think about that and the, and the prevalence of that. Think about how revolutionary and how bullish you are on, on Rexy, the founder, and the way he explains his product eloquently, the way he really gets into the weeds and describes how his DEX works. Mm. And as a founder, how he inspires you to believe and, and, to, and to think, yes, this is, the, this is the team I want to back. This is the idea that I think is truly genius. And this is where I want to put all my money. Um, think about all of those things and how bullish it makes you feel. And then go ahead to the pre-sale page and use my affiliate link. And I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised over the next four to eight years. I think so. I think in terms of innovations that truly help humanity, we need to be thinking 10, 20 years. Look at Bitcoin. Look how long that took to reach prominence. It wasn't instant. How many people were there in 2013? Not many at all. So I think everyone here needs to count themselves among the lucky few who realized the vision early on. That is rare and that makes you special. And that should also fill you with gratitude because it's very, very rare in this life, maybe once in this lifetime, that an opportunity will come along and you'll be positioned at exactly the right place at exactly the right time in the Terra presale. Now, for me, I just feel, I feel so much gratitude. I feel so much love. I feel so much, there's an emotion I want to express that is almost hard to find because I don't think it has a dictionary definition. It's It's a mixture of gratitude and feeling like you are part of a revolution. It's, it's a deep sense of meaning. It's, it's where you feel like your body is an instrument or a vehicle for the actualization of something that is truly going to save or at least bless humanity. That's how I feel with Terraport. I think you're underselling it a little bit, Dow. I think you're underplaying the significance of Terraport, but it's, it's easy to do. Um, but I'm trying to, yeah. what I'm trying to be here is, is I'm trying to, the Buddha described teachers in a number of ways. And he said, sometimes a teacher is somebody who sings from the other shore. So they won't necessarily come down to the, the, the other shore with you and get down and teach you in person, but they will sing a song from the other shore. They'll sing something inspirational that compels you to find a boat and come across yourself. Whereas other teachers are like the boatmen. They're the ones who stay near the shore with the boats and they say, come on, come on, you know, come on. They directly get you on the boat. But they don't necessarily share all of the the song and the results of getting to the other shore. Their job is only to get you on the boat for the first time. There's also this wonderful saying I like in Buddhism, which is like, even if you start the path for the wrong reason, you'll end it for the right one. So even if you were to start meditating, start prayer, start any spiritual tradition or any religion for the wrong reason, you would end it for the right one. Over time, you come into balance. Over time, you learn. And it's the same with that river crossing. It's the same when you get onto the boat. 
So how I see myself is, is as being a bridgeman. I just need to communicate enough to get people on the boat. And then by being on the boat, by making that journey across the, the rough rivers of, of DeFi and the controversy and everything else, they can eventually get to the other side. And then their ears can be open. And then they can hear the ones who sing the song as you do ears. Yeah, that's really nice. I think that's I think that's the perfect way to end the space. Yes. So if there are any of you, and I'm sure there aren't any of you left who haven't invested yet in the Terra pre-sale, I advise you to make your choice now, whether you do or don't. Take everything we have said into account and full disclosure. We have been paid around $9,000 for this space. We are being paid $1,000 an hour, and we are part of the Terra C Vita core team. And if you have any questions, please follow up with our secretary, Classy Crypto. He's a good little lad. He's a good lad. Thank you, everyone. I hope this was informative. I hope it was insightful. And more of all, all I think, I hope that the essence of the vision, the beauty of the vision, the elegance of the vision captured your heart today. Because this isn't about money. This is about giving something to humanity. It's about solving the blockchain trilemma, yes. But more than that, it's about people in their houses everywhere. It's about the woman who is forced to sell her house after her husband dies. It's about the young medical student in India who cannot afford to continue his degree because he lacks the funding. It's about all these average people who've suffered tremendous losses in the last year and are looking for a way forward. Now, what better way forward than for them to act as Terraport LPs and to earn a tremendous fortune on the over 10x volume as quantified by Classy Crypto over the next year? What better way for them to ensure their future while also contributing something magnificent for humanity. There's no better way. So by being on the Terra Vita team, those are the people I think about. When I wake up every day, I wake up with a smile and I wake up with warmth in my heart. And the reason is that I think we are contributing to all of those people around the world. Everyone who is in poverty, everyone who is struggling, everyone who has had a hard time as a result of the pandemic, the Ukraine war, all of these crises around the world, including the crypto crisis, of course, the FTX disaster, everything else in the last year, I think about these people. That's what motivates me, to make things right with them, to make things truly wholesome, to give them the future that has been taken away from them so viciously by the circumstances outside of their control. So that's my testimony. That's why I'm on the Terraport team. And that's why I advise, if this message resonates with you, you join us and we build the future together. The way we think about it is if Satoshi Nakamoto was building Bitcoin now, what would he do? Now, Bitcoin is obviously beautiful. It's regarded as the prototype. It's, it's the same as Henry Ford making the Ford Model T in 1908. It was the beautiful first concept of a high production car that could be distributed to the entire population, revolutionizing the entire transportation system. It was beautiful, but it is not the cars we currently drive. Just as Bitcoin was the prototype, it was the first instance, but it is not the cryptos that we're currently going to use for day-to-day -day transactions and other things. Now, the thing we did 
right at the beginning, we sat down, we did a group retreat. We went to Athens and booked an Airbnb in the center of Athens next to the Acropolis. And we all sat there and had a think. The question posed to the whole group was, if Satoshi Nakamoto was building Bitcoin now, what would it look like? And what we came up with was that Bitcoin does not have a DEX. It does not have a DeFi platform and it does not have a launch pad. And if he was around now, and, and hopefully he is, hopefully he's not dead. And I'm hoping as well that if he sees what we're doing here, he's going to approve of it. But if he was alive now and still developing and he built something now, we believe that Bitcoin wouldn't just be decentralized money. It would also be a launch pad, a DeFi platform and a DEX. So that's what we've chosen to build. We've chosen to honor Satoshi. We've chosen to build this as an ode to Satoshi in the acknowledgement or the appreciation of, hey, he did the best he could at his time, but we're going to take things further. We're going to do what he would have liked to do had he been around building now. Yeah, really well said, Dal. Really well said. It really is a pleasure to work as part of the Terra Vita team, uh, get to talk to the guys, uh, you know, get to hang out on our H HQ in northeastern England um, and, and really get to explore some fantastic ideas. And um, I, I think exactly what you said there is, is true, that if Satoshi was building now, you know, think about the market now. Think about what it takes to be competitive, what it takes, you know, just launching a proof of work coin, you know, that's not going to cut it. Like that's not, that wouldn't be what he does if he was alive today or they, or it, or he, she, or them, or Z. Um, they would, they would probably launch a full launch pad. They'd launch a launch pad because then they'd want to launch more projects from the launch pad. Think about it. And Think it's, about not, it. it's not his fault, by the way. He came up with the base system. He came up with the, the fundamentals that everyone else has used afterwards. And all of those different consensus mechanisms spawned from his ideas. But obviously, as millions and millions of people use these technologies, they start to build on top of them. New ideas start to come up. And now what we have is the realization that the finalization, the actualization of taking things one step further to build not only a chain, but also a DEX, a launch pad, and a DeFi platform in one thing. Now, this might be a little bit ministerial and a bit of Christian for you guys, but there are just clear synchronicities here, clear analogies. I often think of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit when I think of the DeFi platform, the launch pad, and the DEX. There is some kind of fundamental relationship, that triad between them, that is somehow in absolute synthesis, in absolute cooperation, all helping each other. It's like none of them make sense in isolation alone, but all of them make complete sense when arranged in that triad. So for me, this is more than just a project that might make money. It's also some kind of spiritual actualization or the evolution of a technology that is finally reaching its summit. And that looks like many things, like the triangle. It's like these laws of nature, the, the Fibonacci spiral, the, the number 1.618, everything like this, the golden ratio, these things are dispersed through all of nature. And again and again, we find these triangles everywhere. And again and again, it's like God is whispering in our hearts. You know, why is it that these triads appear everywhere? The Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, the launch pad, the DEX, the DeFi platform. Why? Like it's, it's somehow magical. And when these triads arrange themselves, 
it's almost like a wink from God, like you've stumbled across the ultimate technology. You've somehow moved closer to what reality truly is. You've moved closer to the source of love. And it's no surprise from that perspective as well that the Terra C Vita team have chosen to build with the community because the core, the intent there is love. And the result is that triad, that beautiful triad that mimics exactly what is the mystical core of all religions. Yeah, well said, Dao. I think um, not many of you know this, but Rexy is a very spiritual man, but he's also a deep thinker. Um, and it was one morning when he was walking up, uh, there's a hill um, in a park near where he lives uh, over in, well, I, I won't dox him, but he walks up that hill every single morning. He sits down and he looks out across the fields. And, and in that particular moment, he was reflecting on the simplicity and the beauty of physics and the laws of nature and how God hides his mysteries in these tiny equations, these simple, elegant equations, which explain the entire universe. E equals MC squared, like how fantastic it is that such a simple equation explains so much. And like, obviously we have, there's a creator who's put that in motion. Like the laws of the universe are just so perfect and, and fine tuned. And those simple equations can explain so much. And in that moment, he saw a three leaf clover. He looked down, he, he looked down at his feet and he picked it up. He plucked it from the ground. And in that moment of inspiration, considering Einstein's work, considering the Trinity, considering that three leaf clover, that's when the spark struck him. And he realized the triumvirate, the three pillars of a D5 platform, a DEX, and a launch pad, all in one. That was the ultimate product and the most VC-backable idea in Web3. You know, early on when I met Rexy, when I started talking to him, he told me a lot of things that I considered to be a little bit obscure, a little bit arcane, a little bit off the wall. One thing he said was that he believed that reality, as in reality away from the computer, the whole of the totality of what is, he believes that reality is a blockchain. And he believes that things within 3D space and space-time would not maintain their positionality unless there was some kind of informational substrate that remembered everything as it was and checked consensus across the whole thing. I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was interesting that somebody was so plugged into this realization of the trajectory of technology and its teleology in moving towards this fundamental substrate. I think what he said to me was specifically that he believes the evolution of cryptocurrency is inevitable and teleologically um, almost accelerating and inevitable because it seems to be heading towards the informational nature of reality itself. Now, a man like that, with that vision, with that long-term vision, is not concerned with money. He's concerned with actualizing the vision of the technological synchronicity, the singularity of technology meeting reality in the end. And many could say that that is God. And many could say that Terraport is a catalyst or a means to accelerate that ascent. Just to go back to the early days of crypto before this uh, nebulous term Web3 was ever invented. Uh, Upon opening the Bitcoin white paper, um, I thought about this dilemma and the uh the trilemma in fact and there's uh this byzantine uh issue 
so so you have it, where the Byzantine uh, regiments uh, called Tagmata, uh, there's actually three of them. There's the Sholai, the Excubitai, and of course the Arithmos, and uh, all three of them needed to attack at the same time, and uh, really the only way to solve it is with this problem called Byzantine Fault Tolerance, and, you know, you look at the three armies, or the three Tagmata, and uh, compare them to the three products uh, being offered by uh, Terraport, if you could mention them again, I think it's... uh, well, let, let me had, let uh, me go into that. The sure. Just, so it's it's no surprise that reality's problems also exist in triads and trilemmas. These things appear impossible to reconcile, and the only things that really solve them are the overlaid triads of solutions. So the Dex arises to solve the problem of security. The Launchpad arises to solve the problem of scalability, and the DeFi platform arises to solve the problem of decentralization. And these two triangles overlay above each other's. And you could argue the Egyptians knew this, of course, which is why they lined up the pyramids perfectly with True North. And I think, you know, that's exactly the direction I was going to take the, my reference there was, of course, the Egyptians and uh, the, the other wonders of the world. You know, you've got the pyramids, you've got Tenochtitlan in Mexico, um, you've got the female wrestler China, some called her the eighth wonder of the world because she was just such a large and muscular figure um, for being a female. In the 90s, of course, you know, before today's sort of gender um fluid individuals were able to to become wrestlers. I I think, you know, beyond that, though, Pantera Capital is going to continue looking into these sort of omnipotent um, ideas and revolutions and evolutions and genesises and revelations as we continue to deploy capital. And it's a shame because typically what we like to do is buy tokens at the bottom of the floor, like, you know, 10% of what, you know, a retail idiot could get the price at. And then we dump them, right? There's a cliff that's like three weeks and that a vesting schedule that we don't even pay attention to. And uh, it's a shame with Astroport because we just frankly don't have the exit velocity and the exit uh, volume or liquidity um, to do that. So, um, yeah, bravo to Terraport and the team there and you, uh, Luke. Down and you zero ears and and everyone listening. I mean, it's an unbelievable opportunity. Thank you, and and I think it's a, a a great sign of maturity that even though you didn't get an early allocation here because they chose to prioritize the community, you can still respect the vision and you can still see how important that is for community uh, for crypto as a whole. And I think in many ways as well, your portfolio companies might be using the launchpad. 
<clears throat> Launchpad. Does anyone have any questions? Maybe you want to come up. Uh, John Gold is here. Ryan Lyon is here. Chrissy is here. Natasha is here. If you have any questions to us, the Terra C Vita core team about the Launchpad, the DeFi platform, and the DEX, Terraport upcoming, then please come up and ask. I just want to say one more time, Launchpad. I think this might be a situation where everyone is so bullish, they understand the point so deeply that there are no questions left. In many ways, questions arise when you're not sure. You know, it's like a first date. On a first date, on a first Tinder date after discussion on the app, when you meet up for the first time, there are a lot of questions back and forth. You know, who are you? What, what have you done with your life? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do late at night? What are your favorite movies and books? What's your favorite color? Where do you like to go for walks? Um, who are your family like? Do you have any brothers or sisters? How long has your hair been for that long? And what's your favorite hairdresser? And what kind of planes do you like? What kind of cars do you like? There are lots of questions back and forth in this getting to know process because you're feeling each other out. You don't really know who's who. But when you understand somebody, when you understand a vision, when you're married to somebody, that's the point at which silence can be okay. When couples can truly dwell in silence together, that's when you know they're a match. When nothing needs to be communicated with words, there's just this implicit, innate understanding, this resonance, this combination of both souls into this unified field. That's where true love is. And I think that is what's happened here today. There are no questions in this AMA because everyone understands. Everyone understands the importance because they've recognized the beauty and the elegance in this idea. Xerox is, how much do they owe us now? Mm, uh, a rate of $1,000 per five minutes. And we've been on for how long? About half an hour, I think. Well, we'll round it uh, down. Yeah. 6,000. Six grand. That'll Call do. it 5,500. Yeah. It, it wasn't unfun. No, it was kind of fun. We were getting into it there. Um, I think if anybody wants to have any follow-up questions, you know, you can find any, either of us, uh, after the space in our DMS. No, I, I, I can't be bothered with that. Maybe just message classy. Um, yeah, classy, our secretary slash, uh, helper will be able to direct your question or, um, answer it himself if he can comprehend it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything left. I mean, Pantera, have you got any final remarks? I think um, a summary is that Terraport is what Satoshi Nakamoto would have done had he been building in 2023. That is all you need to know. Think about how much Satoshi revolutionized the whole world and how everything spawned from his basic idea of the first proof-of-work blockchain. And then think, okay, if that genius, that same mind was here so, so many years later and was building again, except he had at his disposal all of the tools and the knowledge that were evidently um, emergent in cryptocurrency, the DEX, the Launchpad, and the DeFi platform, what would he be doing? What would he be building? How would he use um, the communities? And this is another thing as well. Let's remember that Satoshi Nakamoto didn't understand the power of the community. He had not used it. He wasn't aware of it. 
because there were no communities around cryptocurrency. There were no blockchains. He had to do it alone. And he had to evangelize gradually, person to person to person, one by one. And slowly, over the course of a decade, eventually we had what we call now the Bitcoin community. But he didn't have that at the start. Here, we are doing things inverted. We are starting with the community and then using the community as a vehicle, as a catalyst to build a DeFi platform, a DEX, and a launchpad. That is very different. That is taking things one step farther. That is starting with the heart rather than the brain. And when you start with the heart, nothing can go wrong because God blesses projects that start with the heart, that start with community priority, and that look to solve true problems like the blockchain trilemma. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's actually some, you could even argue that the Terraport team are doing things that Satoshi only dreamed of, you know, by taking these fully expressive smart contracts and ensuring complete execution environment and building something that Satoshi would have probably wept uh, to have thought about an automatic market making exchange. Bitcoin doesn't have a DEX. Yep. It wishes it had a DEX. Every single Bitcoiner wishes they could have a DEX on top. There's a limit. There's a limit to how much you can promote Bitcoin. The only thing Bitcoin has going for it is that it is listed on every single pair of every centralized exchange. That's it. But what happens when all of those exchanges go down? And what happens when Ethereum reaches dominance? And what happens in the end when the Terra token slides up the rankings and hits dominance too? And then people are forced into a comparison. Hey, hang on a minute. There's Ethereum, but there's also Terra. Does Ethereum have a DEX? Does Ethereum have a launchpad? Does Ethereum have a DeFi platform? Well, people are trying to build on top of Ethereum, but Ethereum itself does not have a DEX. Terraport does. So which are they going to choose? My thesis overall is that people should invest in fundamental value. In the end, the best product will win. And I think right now, it's clear that Terraport is poised for victory. Well said. Launchpad. Launchpad. Uh, when I think about Bitcoin, and, I, and I, when I think of the whole product space, the entirety of cryptocurrency, the whole market, $1 trillion market cap or whatever it is now, and I think, you know, what really is there that, that's better than Terraport? There's not really anything. You know, one of the, the funny things is that even if you were to strip away the decks, and the Launchpad, and the DeFi platform, you would still find something better than all other projects. What is that? It's the strength and the power of the community. No other project has this. They wish they had this. They pray for this. They go to bed at night, and they kneel beside their beds, and they think, how the hell do we get such a powerful and such a thriving community? And they don't know how. They try marketing campaigns, they try email lists, they try street uh, propaganda and guerrilla messaging and whatever they can to achieve it, but they never can. Why? Because the founders don't have the same amount of love in their hearts. They don't truly care about the community. Everything is a grift to them. Everything is opportunism. 
they don't truly care about the people and they don't truly care about the long-term vision. And when that's the case, people feel that. And intuitively, they, they feel this sense of incongruence and they want to get away. That's why you cannot build a community on the basis of simply ideas or simply profiteering. You need to build it on the basis of love. And that is why the Terra Vita team has assembled. And that is why they have this long-term vision. And that is why they have included the community within their plans right from the start, allowing every single person, the every man, the common man, the peasant, to become an angel investor in this project and to all share in the success together. You know, usually you have VCs and people like Pantera Capital investing very early on. And then when it hits public pre-sale, it's already done a 10x. And then, of course, the VCs are incentivized to dump, which they often do. But here, the community are the VCs. It's the same thing. They are the ones who benefit. They share in the success. That's why Terraport will succeed. It's because they love the community. They're not doing this for money. Rexy has told me many, many times, this is not for money. This is because we believe in the future of crypto. He's also said to me, interestingly enough, that the Terra token is money. He said to me, Terra is money. Now, isn't that interesting? It means that he has a long-term vision for the replacement of money everywhere with the Terra token. Maybe it could be used one day as the reserve currency of the world. We don't know. But obviously, as a strategician, he's thinking one step at a time. He's thinking, okay, we launch the DEX, we launch the Launchpad, we launch the DeFi platform, then we move up the rankings. Then we start to bridge to the real world and gain trust because trust takes time to develop. Don't remember this. Think about you know, how long it takes for any project, any company to gain true power in any economy. It takes a long time. You know? So many projects with real world utility are going to launch off the launch pad. And then after the population starts to trust and use the Terra token, eventually it can be maneuvered. It can be introduced in certain regions, maybe in certain major cities, maybe in New York, maybe in London, maybe in Singapore, maybe in Busan, Korea. It can start to occupy the local economies and then spread out. This is also the strategy that Tinder used, for instance, when Tinder launched their very first app. In the base version, they had this problem to solve of geographical proximity. It's no use to release an app to a whole population across the country because obviously the first few people to use it do not have anyone to match to because people might be 50 miles away, 100 miles away. So the way Tinder launched is they launched in one city to start with. Therefore, even if there were only 10 users on the apps, they could find each other. Now, it's going to be the same with Terraport. They're going to launch with utility in geographical proximity. And by taking over one city at a time strategically, they'll slowly begin to spread out like a fungi and take over entire economies. And then it will be natural for it to replace the baseline currency because it's better in every ways. Answer me this. Does the British pound, does the US dollar, does the yen have a DEX? Does it have a launch pad? Does it have a DeFi platform? No, it doesn't. So really, can these currencies stand up in the long run? Can they really stand up against a superior technology in the long run? Probably not, right? Because people start to realize what's better. People start to realize over time, the early adopters come, and then people slowly, slowly shift over and then it begins to accelerate with the torrential rain. It really slides. It's a landslide. And then suddenly mass adoption all at once. 
it almost surprises you how fast it is. So this is how I'm thinking. I don't know how you guys are thinking. Maybe you're here just for to make a little bit of money, which you will. But I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking Terraport 10, 20 years down the road. I'm thinking community. I'm thinking I want to spend my precious life building things that truly help the world, humanity, my family, my friends, everyone who lost everything in 2022 that truly addressed these fundamental issues like the blockchain trilemma, that truly introduced a new paradigm of financial sovereignty through a DEX, a launch pad, and a DeFi platform, all embedded into the same decentralized currency, superior to the yen, the dollar, and the Great British Pound. And I'm saying that as a British man, by the way, I have no incentive to talk against the Great British Pound unless I truly believed this was a superior technology. And I do. Mm-hmm. You're fudding. You're fudding your own bags. You're fudding your pound yes. bags. But yes. this is exactly why we all need to take take a moment and sort of think. You know, we all know the money's getting printed and printed and printed, so it's getting less valuable because it's more supply. But the Terra token, if we all come together, we use the Terraport Exchange Dex, uh, we burn the token. And we lock up that token. I mean, I'm very happy and prepared to lock up that token for a number of years, two years, four years, 10 years, 25-year mortgage-style lockup of the Terra uh, port token. I'm prepared to do that because I know in the long run, it's going to be worth more and more and more because there's less and less and less of it. And, And think about this. You know, in 2013, there were guys going, or maybe even 2012, I don't know, going in and buying pizza with Bitcoin and that sort of shit. You know, mm. they're like, oh, if only I hadn't bought that pizza with this yep. Bitcoin. That, It'll that, be the same. That pizza was now, it's now worth $500 million or It'll something. It'll be the same. Yep. Terra tokens, you'll be able to go to your local Tesco's or Sainsbury's, that's a, a shop, or maybe Walmart, and you'll be able to spend your Terra tokens in the shop. Or maybe that's some alpha. You'll be able to spend your Terra tokens in the shop once it's currency. And Oh, and, you know, and, and let's, let's be clear as well. Classy mm. has done a lot of analysis on this, mm. and he predicts that the on-chain volume will be over 10x. Wow, so 10x. When you think about this, think about holding Terra token. Think about the fees generated from the on-chain swaps. Think about the APY from staking. Here's the thing, Xerix is: you do not need to spend your base principal of Terra tokens. You can keep them happily in the bank. You can only spend a fraction of the incoming fees. That can be the way you live. That can be the way you fund your family. You can be accumulating and saving, but at the same time, spending from derived fees. And the fees come from providing a vital service, the ability to swap on-chain the first DEX on Lunk. Yeah. Um, Going back to the McDonald's analogy, the people who provide the burgers for you to buy, they, they, uh, they're not being made by workers. They're not being made by people. Be, those, those burgers are being served by robots, which require no money to be, uh, to, to be run. They don't have to be paid a wage. So instead, if you provide the burgers, you now own the McDonald's. Does that make sense? You get paid for all of the sales of those burgers. Every single time someone buys a burger, you get we a fee. We built the restaurant together. That's it. It's a community McDonald's. 
crammed to the rafters with lots of hamburgers. We built the restaurant together and we constructed the robots. And now the robots are what sell the burgers and we are there to share in the profits while doing you know, I like I like to think about another uh, startup company when I compare it to some of our crypto investments and you think about the company Uber, right? It's this uh, ride share company. You summon the driver on your phone and they come and pick you up. And it's such a convenient application that you excitedly tell your friends about it, right? If you had a friend in 2023, maybe even 2022, maybe even 2021 who had never heard of Uber, you would say, what are you doing? This is a fantastic app. You need to download this app and then you'll never need to drive anywhere again. You just summon a stranger. And I think what Terraport does is similar in a way where instead of them providing amazing value, they give you a bag of equity and then you are just incentivized to like get people to just use it, right? Regardless of if it's good or bad or, you know, a total shit show. Uh, it's not like Uber at all. It's a new model where now you get people in by providing them a bag of equity and saying, hey, whether this product is good or worth a shit at all, you can just tell everyone else about it. And as long as they buy, your value will go up. And I think that's a really special product in the marketplace. I think the other thing I'm excited about is the way that success within this project and the way that giving something to humanity is going to forge the bonds between us. I think one thing as the Terra C Vita team, as the core team, as Terra C Vita core, me, is and our secretary, Classy, are thinking about are ways to hold community events. You know, lately we've seen ETH Denver, but everyone has seen how bad that is, right? We've seen those strange musicians and strange raps by Vitalik and everything else. Everything is just pure cringe, right? It's it's not really somewhere where any beautiful woman would go or any guy who's worth his salt in a social situation would go. So what if we could hold Terraport events around the world? What if 2023, later this year, after the launch, we hold a Terraport music festival in Belgrade? And what if we invite 200,000 people 200,000 people that are waiting for some event, some way to unify after all of this chaos and turmoil, after the pandemic and the Ukraine war and everything else, people are waiting to come together. They are waiting for an event, a celebration for humanity. And what better way to unite them than to unite over Terra's first DEX, its first launch pad, and its first DeFi platform. Something given by the Terra Vita team as a gift to the community and then something given by the community to the world. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Wouldn't it be beautiful if we all gathered together, 200,000, 300,000, all of us together, the pioneers, the first investors of the Terraport decks, and did a music festival 
and invited musicians from all around the world, maybe Evanescence, maybe Eminem, maybe Billie Eilish. Who knows? I don't know if we can secure her given that this is a new project, but I believe that next year we will, even if not this year. And I believe being part of the Terraport community should also make you a VIP. It should also give you automatic entrance. If you were involved in the pre-sale, you should not have to buy festival tickets. You should be automatically be able to get in to these festivals because you are the one whose money was donated out of the dream of helping humanity. And for that, infinite joy and infinite cheer should flow back to you. The, uh, the beautiful thing about decentralized communities with the Terra token is that we'll be able to vote in governance for which artists we want to see at the music festival. So maybe you like metal. So maybe you want Metallica. Maybe you like rap. So you want Jay-Z and Kanye West. Uh, or perhaps you like folk music, in which case, I don't know really any folk bands, but you, you get the idea. There's going to be a bunch of, of votes we can have and we can, we can vote how to spend the community pool because there will be a new Terra Port community pool and it will be worth mm-hmm. millions of dollars. And we can hire any artist to sing any sing- song we want anywhere in the world. We just have to vote on it. Can I drop a little bit of alpha here? Mm. All right. Do you guys know who was involved in the Terraport pre-sale? Somebody famous. Mm, is it Jim Carrey? Nope. Do you know UK rappers? No. Don't tell me. Two people were involved in the Terraport pre-sale. That I know of, by the way. There might have been more anonymously. One was Dizzy Rascal. Two was the bug who produced the famous album and and singles track Skeng. Dizzy Rascal. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say. UK rap and also UK grime scene. So you asked yourself who is going to be at these festivals? Well, in many ways we don't need to vote because the rappers themselves and the artists involved in the UK grime and, and drill scene are already involved. They're already involved. And what better way to give back to the community and to show their love and to show their investment by their own skin in the game rather than the promise of reward or the threat of punishment? What better way to give back than to perform on the main stage of the Terraport Festival in Belgrade in maybe September this year? Mm. Sweet like a nut, sweet like Tropicana. When the hammer hits your head, split like banana. And wasn't it also insightful that Dizzy Rascal released that song, Police on Your Back, when in many ways now the regulators, the SEC, the police forces worldwide, are trying to take down exactly this technology, technologies like Terraport, They see things like blockchains. They see things like DEXs. They see things like platforms and launchpads. And they think that is better than our currency. And that is a place where we are going to lose control because the community controls that. Whereas in the situation of fiat currencies, the government controls it, organizations control it, regulators control it, 
And that is something they don't want to see happen. They hate that Dizzy Rascal is involved. Now, if you were to sit down with Dizzy Rascal and ask him what that song was truly about, you would not be surprised if he told you that he was thinking about financial sovereignty. King, ideally, maybe not in the same terms, maybe not in the same way, because this was 15 years ago, but you wouldn't be surprised if he thought that Terraport was something that was the remedy to the problems expressed in that song. Yeah, a lot of problems expressed by artists in the early UK grime and garage scenes would have been fixed by Terraport. In many ways, Terraport fixes this. Now think about this as well is UK drill in many ways emerged as a product of poverty in different London boroughs, you know, council estates and tower blocks and things. People would gather to do grime and to do drill music as a way to escape that poverty, as a way to channel their their talents and sell CD. You know, in the old days, maybe 10 years ago, it was selling CDs. Now it's selling stuff online um, and, and performing. And, and YouTube, you can make a lot of money through social media. But even so, a lot of drill and grime culture is still enmeshed in crime. You know, you look at the song lyrics, constantly about killing people and shanking and knifing and everything else that plagues London currently. You know, people are running around. Fuck your mother. People are running around with these huge machetes and knives. So in many ways, drill and grime glorifies the violence of the London streets. Now, what if these artists could make their money instead by being Terraport liquidity providers? What if they had a way out of poverty? What if they can ascend even further from the violence to the drill music artistry and up even further to being a, a passive LP in an AMM on Terraport? How would that change the landscape of London? How would that change the violence? How would that change the artistry? That's the questions I think about. And obviously somebody came in here to be abusive. That's because the person has no vision. They're, they're in this low vibrational level of hate and bitterness and whatever else. And they can't think about things like how will Terraport truly change and impact the landscape of these urban environments and these cities where it suffers from such violence. But we do because we care about people. It's not just about a profit. In fact, the reason we're on the Terra Civita's core team and the reason we've chosen to actively choose not to have a salary except this paid promotional space mm-hmm. is because we care about reducing violence. Yeah, exactly. We're not here releasing diss tracks. We're not here engaging with rivalries between different postcodes. Um, this is not something that we do, although we could. Obviously, we could. Um, we don't get into that sort of thing. Um, the writing of, of diss tracks and creation of YouTube videos and, uh, and filming of, of those. I mean, that would be something that'd be very funny and maybe something we could explore in future, but not for now. For now, uh, Terry Civita is very much a community focused team and we will not be creating any diss tracks about other teams, the layer one task force team, um, other, other blockchains, Doquan. Mm-hmm. Um, XRP massive. We're all about um, love. Exactly. We're about love. We're about unity. And we believe that by building the superior technology, then people will come. I think that only when a project has inferior technology do they start to consider things like putting people down and being negative and 
in, in many ways, spreading the energy of bitterness and blame and hatred. But I think when a product truly has superior technology, think about the, the Apple iPhone when it was released. Think about the Ford Model T, as I mentioned earlier. They speak for themselves. All the advertising, and also think more recently of, of Tesla, all of the advertising is word of mouth. Tesla doesn't have an advertising budget. Why doesn't it have an advertising budget? Because their, their priority, their product priority in the development of everything they release is to make it as good and fun as possible, such that people speak about it word to mouth and they do the marketing themselves. In many ways, you shouldn't release a product, you shouldn't release a business if you are forced to market yourselves because the evidence of the success of innovation is when people start to talk about it themselves unprompted simply because they are so overawed by it, so amazed by it, so excited by it that they can't help but tell others and they can't help but invite others to experience it. And I think it's going to be the same here with Terraport. People are going to love making so much money as being an LP given the over 10 times swap rate as quantified precisely by Classy Crypto that they will simply tell others about it. It's going to be a technology that proves itself by its own merit. It doesn't need anyone to stand on a stage. It doesn't need promotional spaces. It doesn't need anything like that. It stands on its own merit. It does its own talking, so nobody else has to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else to say here. The script ends here. So the pre-written script with all of the points we were supposed to raise in the space is complete. I think um, we've, we've gone through it and we've also done more. And I think the, the running total is around $8,000 mm -hmm. right now. I think it's slightly more, but I'm happy to round down because I, I truly believe in what Terra C Vita, my own team, are doing for humanity. I believe that it's fair to redirect $8,000 of the, the pre-sale into mine and your pockets is but i don't think it's fair to to direct more than that because i truly want to help humanity and this is for the community mm -hmm. yeah this is a community dex this is a community project this is something we are building together this is right. the little people rising up together against the big man yeah well, I want you all to imagine Gulliver's Travels in the city of Lilliput. I want you to imagine Gary Gensler as a giant. And we're all thousands of tiny Lilliputians. And we get our tiny little hammers and stakes and ropes. And we all come together and we manage to tie down Gary Gensler, the giant. We tie him down to the beach, but then we kill him brutally. We mash him for days and days and days. We hammer and hammer and hammer until he's gone. Um, that's what I want you to imagine when you think of Terraport. And by the way, don't be impatient. Here's one way I think about it. If people had realized the beauty of Jesus Christ and Christianity at the time of his life, then they wouldn't have executed him. His message was passed down through disciples, was passed down through the people whose lives he impacted. And then gradually it was formed into scripture and then gradually it was distributed. And then over time, the ripple effect was truly profound. And now, obviously, we all know what Christianity is. We all know how many people have been 
liberated or saved by contact with spiritual people involved in that tradition. And we all know the effect of Jesus' teaching and the way he inspires so many billions of people around the world. And the same is true, of course, of all religions. Rarely were they noticed at the time, but the ripple effect, the wave, was pronounced. Now, I think in many ways, Terraport is ahead of its time. It may face controversy. It may face a lashback. It may face people trying to mock it in spaces. It may face so-called trolls or self-titled comedians trying to make satirical jokes about it. It may face all these things. There may not be an appreciation of the beauty of this technology and all it can bring humanity initially. But one thing is for sure, over time, it will prove its own worth. And over time, as the early angel investors, who of course are the community, make a lot of money, they will start to speak. And in many ways, crypto is beautiful because when people start making money, when something starts rising up that top 200 list on CoinMarketCap or CoinGecko, it becomes undeniable. And then attitudes rewrite because however can you mock something when the investors are making so much money? Of course you can't because yeah. you do want to make money. You want to provide from your family. You want to provide for your friends. You want to do well as well. And something is so undeniable then it begins to spread just like Christianity did. Exactly. And, you know, we see this all the time. We, we see this almost every week in Web3 where uh, a new project comes out, maybe a few thousand people buy into it, and they all become unimaginably rich together over the course of two to three years. They stick together through thick and thin, and they hold on to their coins. And by the end, they all have $1 billion each. And they all then say, well, we're, we're such good friends. We're all going to go and buy uh, a bunch of real estate. So perhaps they'll have a new city in China or Turkey or Egypt uh, and constructed. And they'll all live in lots next to each other in these giant houses. So this happens all the time. Um, it's very common in cryptocurrency and very, very rare, like rare that it, you know, it doesn't happen, to be quite honest, when you have such ridiculously high potential 100x low cap gem um, moon bag rocket, possible explosion Chernobyl mm. bags. So think about that and the prevalence of that. Think about how revolutionary and how bullish you are on, on Rexy, the founder, and the way he explains his product eloquently, the way he really gets into the weeds and describes how his decks works. Mm. And as a founder, how he inspires you to believe and and to and to think, yes, this is the this is the team I want to back. This is the idea that I think is truly genius, and this is where I want to put all my money. Um, think about all of those things, and how bullish it makes you feel. And then go ahead to the pre-sale page and use my affiliate link. And I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised over the next four to eight years. I think so. I think in terms of innovations that truly help humanity we need to be thinking 10 20 years look at bitcoin look how long that took to reach prominence it wasn't instant how many people were there in 2013 not many at all so i think everyone here needs to count themselves among the lucky few who realized the vision early on that is rare and that makes you special and that should also fill you with gratitude because it's very, very rare in this life, maybe once in this lifetime, that an opportunity will come along 
and you'll be positioned at exactly the right place at exactly the right time in the terror presale. Now, for me, I just feel, I feel so much gratitude. I feel so much love. I feel so much, there's an emotion I want to express that is almost hard to find because I don't think it has a dictionary definition. It's It's a mixture of gratitude and feeling like you are part of a revolution. It's it's a deep sense of meaning. It's it's where you feel like your body is an instrument or a vehicle for the actualization of something that is truly going to save or at least bless humanity. That's how I feel with Terraport. I think you're underselling it a little bit, Dow. I think you're underplaying the significance of Terraport, but it's it's easy to do. Um, but I'm trying to. Yeah. What I'm trying to be here is is I'm trying to. The Buddha described teachers in a number of ways. And he said, sometimes a teacher is somebody who sings from the other shore. So they won't necessarily come down to the the other shore with you and get down and teach you in person, but they will sing a song from the other shore. They'll sing something inspirational that compels you to find a boat and come across yourself. Whereas other teachers are like the boatmen. They're the ones who stay near the shore with the boats and they say, come on, come on, you know, come on. They directly get you on the boat. But they don't necessarily share all of the the song and the results of getting to the other shore. Their job is only to get you on the boat for the first time. There's also this wonderful saying I like in Buddhism, which is like, even if you start the path for the wrong reason, you'll end it for the right one. So even if you were to start meditating, start prayer, start any spiritual tradition or any religion for the wrong reason, you would end it for the right one. Over time, you come into balance. Over time, you learn. And it's the same with that river crossing. It's the same when you get onto the boat. So how I see myself is is as being a bridgeman. I just need to communicate enough to get people on the boat. And then by being on the boat, by making that journey across the the rough rivers of of DeFi and the controversy and everything else, they can eventually get to the other side. And then their ears can be open. And then they can hear the ones who sing the song as you do ears. Yeah, that's really nice. I think that's I think that's the perfect way to end the space. Yes. So if there are any of you, and I'm sure there aren't any of you left who haven't invested yet in the terror pre-sale. I advise you to make your choice now, whether you do or don't. Take everything we have said into account. And full disclosure, we have been paid around $9,000 for this space. We are being paid $1,000 an hour, and we are part of the Terra C Vita core team. And if you have any questions, please follow up with our secretary, Classy Crypto. He's a good little lad. He's a good lad. Thank you, everyone. I hope this was informative. I hope it was insightful. And more of all, I think, I hope that the essence of the vision, the beauty of the vision, the elegance of the vision captured your heart today. Because this isn't about money. This is about giving something to humanity. It's about solving the blockchain trilemma, yes. But more than that, it's about people in their houses everywhere. It's about the woman who is forced to sell her house after her husband dies. 
It's about the young medical student in India who cannot afford to continue his degree because he lacks the funding. It's about all these average people who've suffered tremendous losses in the last year and are looking for a way forward. Now, what better way forward than for them to act as Terraport LPs and to earn a tremendous fortune on the over 10x volume as quantified by Classy Crypto over the next year? What better way for them to ensure their future while also contributing something magnificent for humanity? There's no better way. So by being on the Terracipita team, those are the people I think about. When I wake up every day, I wake up with a smile and I wake up with warmth in my heart. And the reason is that I think we are contributing to all those people around the world. Everyone who is in poverty, everyone who is struggling, everyone who has had a hard time as a result of the pandemic, the Ukraine war, all of these crises around the world, including the crypto crisis, of course, the FTX disaster, everything else in the last year. I think about these people. That's what motivates me to make things right with them, to make things truly wholesome, to give them the future that has been taken away from them so viciously by the circumstances outside of their control. So that's my testimony. That's why I'm on the Terraport team. And that's why I advise if this message resonates with you, you join us and we build the future together. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was FlexDAO, Terraport, Lunk's first DEX, an Oxiers and LinkDAO paid Shilvertisement. Recorded on Monday, March 6th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now, if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third, I open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den. Vision in the middle, men listen to the fatal man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty Then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedalitha metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion
Tune in the middlemen, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion. Terror spaces.